When it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I have a great guest today, and he is a record holder. No, he is not holding a album of the greatest hits of the Carpenters. No, he holds a record <laughs> the number of times being on the Bacon Podcast at 30 plus. His name is Mr. Mark S.A. Smith. And Mr. Smith, you've gone to Washington, but you're not there anymore. Where the heck are you now? I am in Denver, Colorado. Ooh. I know. Every time you interview me, it's a different place. But uh, after three years of being a nomad, I've decided to plant my feet. You know, did it? A granddaughter. Wow. Yeah, I got a granddaughter. Thank you. Well, but yeah, congratulations to my daughter, too, for bearing her and raising her. And she's nine months old. And I said, you know, I, I, I've seen a lot of wonders in the world. And this is the most wonderful thing I have seen. That's awesome, dude. Well, congratulations. And so you've gone from being a nomad to just mad, right? Just um, yeah, just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Crazy good. That's why I have you on so many times. Oh, so thank you. You're welcome. So today we're going to be talking about our end of the year series, which is looking back and forth insights for 2023. And so what I like to do is interview some of my top guests and kind of get their prognostications about what's happened, where we're at and where we're headed. So, yeah. so tell me a little bit about your journey that got you to where you're at. You just wrote a couple of books, right? And you, you decide to land. So tell me a little bit about what's gotten you excited about what happened last year and this year, or what's coming. Well, sure. You know, looking back a little bit, we were just barely coming out of the chaos of of 2021. We're just trying to figure out how to navigate the post-COVID world. Um, we're all sick and tired of the C world, C word, and uh, we're just ready to, to get on with our lives. And so a, a lot of us have been just spending time saying, okay, um, all right, wh where's the business now that people are not staying home anymore, now that people are okay going out without a mask on and that they're not deadly afraid of looking or touching at a hu another human being. Where are we heading? And so a lot of us have just been figuring out, okay, where's the business? And along the way, we've been trying to deal with the inflation. Inflation seems to uh, matter to some people, not matter to others. If energy is part of your cost of doing business, the inflation has hit you pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And then the labor shortage of semi-skilled labor has hit a lot of people hard, whether it just isn't enough um, people that are smart enough to follow orders um, and cause them to decrease hours, although I'm seeing less and less of that, fortunately. But, uh, you know, in mid-year last year, you'd go to your favorite restaurant and they were closed because they didn't have enough staff, uh, right? So that's that right. chaos. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then all the insane news stories that we have been seeing with the war and midterm elections, and mm -hmm. 
um, you know, the usual screaming, which isn't news. Uh, but that's um, all of that, I think, has created this chaos. And so we're coming out of this chaos and we're doing, I think, kind of a restart for 2023. And I think I think there's a, you know, the thing about the chaos is that it really has been all consuming, right? You know, you're worried about doing anything. And I think a lot of businesses weren't sure you know, if their old model worked or their new model is going to work, I mean, there's a lot of businesses that shuttered. There's a lot of people that kept trying to do the same thing and failing. And so I, I think the perceived problem is that chaos, right? We're in chaos. What do we do? Yes. Where do we go? You know, everybody was like reactionary. So what is the real problem? What is everybody missing about what they need to think about for the coming year? Well, I think the first thing we have to do is say that 2023 is about stabilization. It's about taking a look at our scenario and just saying, look, all right, it's time for us to stabilize what's going on. I need to stabilize my mind. I need to stabilize my body. I need to stabilize my business. I need to stabilize my customers. I need to stabilize my vendors. I just need to get stable. I need to get something under me so that I can get back to focusing on the business versus feeling like I'm juggling all of this insanity. And that totally makes sense because I think that, you know, being able to get to a place where, you know, the chaos is very unpredictable. We want to get back to the place where it can become more predictable, right? Well, that's right. Well, the, the chaos is just a situation where we can't identify the pattern. Mm -hmm. And since we can't identify the pattern, we have no way of monetizing it or managing it that's the problem with chaos. And what we're going to do is we're going to create a pattern out of chaos. We're going to force a pattern on chaos through our active stabilization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which totally makes sense because I think that's what most businesses want is that predictability, right? And you want to have to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what business is about is predictably spending money and making more. And not spending money and not making more. <laughs> well, yes, and our clients and our customers come to us because we bring uh, clarity to their chaos. So with that being said, I mean, stabilization is basically predictability. And so what are people missing about, you know, what's happened between the chaos and where we're at today? that's going to give them a solution to this problem? Well, I think we have to start by by realizing that the economy is going sideways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not growing. It's not really receding. You know, we, we hear talk about recessions and depressions. And uh, you know what the difference is between a recession and a depression, Brian? A D and an R? Well, you know, that's really pretty darn good. <laughs> that you identified that and i'll give you i'll give you an a for for grammar there thank you well a recession is when your neighbor loses his job and a depression is when you lose your job <laughs> yeah so some businesses are just absolutely booming and other businesses are abs are suffering and closing and you have to ask yourself what's the difference between them and there's a couple of elements that we can identify those that are those that are dooming and and crashing crashing and burning um they haven't been watching their numbers and, and they have a business that has a high labor component mm -hmm. those that are absolutely going nuts 
have a low labor component to them and right. they're pricing themselves for staying in business mm -hmm. and it's 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 awesome once you figure that out yeah and i think the thing about stabilization and and the fact that things are moving sideways is just the simple fact that businesses have to recalibrate yep. right i mean that's essentially what this boils down to is when the target is moving you have to move whatever you're aiming towards yes and the problem is is that people keep shooting in the direction that they've been shooting in for years without realizing that hey you know things have changed a perfect example of this is supply chain right there are customers of mine that cannot get product it just cannot be shipped it's coming from china china's slow they don't have the you know the, the whole system working the way it used to so what they did is recalibrated and said okay we really can't sell this but what if we sell this to keep ourselves relevant right so instead of getting new hardware how about repairing the old hardware and maintaining it and doing things that keep you in line until the stuff comes back to normal right there is an answer yeah, exactly. So with that being said, you know, with that recalibration, then what are the steps that people have to take in order to recalibrate in order to recalibrate and deal with this sideways economy? Well, first thing you got to do is watch your numbers. Every day you have to look at your numbers. Because as we go sideways, your prices can go sideways very rapidly. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that you you watch what are your competitors charging? What are your vendors charging? Um, what are customers willing to pay for? What aren't they willing to pay for? Mm -hmm. And you've got to stay ahead of your pricing because it's, it's very easy to get upside down as vendor prices vary and they change your cost of goods sold. And an, an interesting example of that is a couple of blocks up the street from me is a uh, is a classic Greek diner called Sam's Number Three, and it's been on diners, drive-ins, and dives. And the food there is classic Americana, and just it's absolutely it's awesome. It's an awesome place to go. It's, it's always lively. And their menu, like most Greek diners, is a it's a binder. Wow, <laughs> three ring binder. A three ring binder. That's that's it. And on the front of the binder say asks ask what today's prices are mm. now there there are prices on the menu but what they're saying is we reserve the right to charge you a different price today hmm. that is flexibility you know beyond what i think most companies do and, and what a lot of uh restaurants did is they put down that qr code on the table right yeah mm -hmm. you know that's one way of doing it but i think when you go to a diner, you don't want to sit there and be playing with tech. You just want to look at a menu, right? So I think they really understand their customers. Right. You know, and there's a difference between a, a three-page menu and a 15- or 20-page menu as far as the tech, right? You know, we're, we're absolutely in agreement. Now, my son, who's general manager of the number one restaurant in Boston, says, I love QR codes. We can change prices every day, and we don't have to print menus every day. He says, it's, it's awesome. You know, yeah, sure. We'll we'll print off half a dozen for those old fogies, but he, you know, he loves that tech. It simplifies mm -hmm. his life and has removed an element of cost, uh, which is waiters and waitresses handling uh, menus. But and, right. but but this idea of flexibility and 
and and saying ask today's prices. And of course, in the restaurant business, you know, you see MP market price next to things like lobsters and crab legs. Right. And and, and so you need to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where you have a lot of variability in the cost of uh, the product sold. You need to let people know that you're going to be passing on the cost uh, changes now, right now. <laughs> well, and the two things you brought up is you're watching the numbers of the cost of doing business and you're simplifying your options by saying, hey, we're just going to put whatever we can make today and get at a decent price into a three ring binder. And that's what we're going to serve today. Yeah. So those are two great ways of doing it. Yeah. Just as an example, but the first thing you got to do when you stabilize is you got to watch your pricing, period. First thing every time. Because usually that's part of the reason why a company is in chaos is because their cash flows are out of control. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've seen that. I've seen that. Every business consultant has seen that. And that's the reason why we say, okay, let me look at your numbers. Then the, the second element for stabilization is to simplify. Right. Cut back the number of things you have on the menu. Now for Sam's, that doesn't work. But hey, when you're selling eggs and hamburger, you know, it's preparation versus inventory. <laughs> right. Otherwise, it's a good time to do the old 80-20 rule. And Pareto says that 80% of your business is coming from 20% of your offerings. All right. So how can we clean out the 80% of the offerings that's not contributing to our profits so that we can make room for the new things that are coming as we go sideways? Well, and that's essentially, you know, the beauty... Mm-hmm. of what I've done with my business is exactly that, except I did it luckily three years ago. <laughs> and that was instead of offering marketing as a menu, you know, it's like, I can do your website. I can do your email marketing. It's like, no, I don't do that. I do it all. And it's all one big system. And then I find the customers that want to do the whole system, right? Yes. Cause what, what ends up happening is if you're doing this a la carte stuff, you end up getting into price competition with somebody else. If you make an entire system work and you make it work so well that they they can't ignore the fact that they're getting results, you basically have a customer that is, you know, number one, indebted to you, but you simplify and you help them watch their numbers at the same time. So I think that's huge, you know, and what, what I really did was specialize in one thing as opposed to taking all these things that we do well and offering them at different you know different price points different customers that kind of stuff it's one customer one system boom i love it and that specialization is the ultimate in creating simplicity so you're going to simplify down to where you're probably going to specialize because in a sideways economy generalists lose and specialists win mm-hmm and uh, I, I think that's a really great idea. And, and quite frankly, Brian, I'm grateful that you do what you do. If you offer a marketing as a menu, then you're asking your customers to come up with a marketing strategy. And quite frankly, very few people understand marketing strategy well enough to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And instead, you're offering the strategy and the system as a service way better, way, way well, better. Well, and, and we know what parts work and we know how it works and we know the timing. I mean, it's a well-oiled machine, which I think is is really, you know, it's important. But the other thing is, you know, what I've learned to do is prune away 
the things that we were good at but weren't profitable. Yep, that's it. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And that's how we do the stabilization. Is what we're looking for is to regain our profits so that when the economy makes that turn, you now have money to grow. So I, I think a, an interesting situation here is as you prune your business and as you eliminate things that are no longer profitable, you make room for new options and things you may not have thought about before that are variations on a theme become Mm -hmm. absolutely within your realm. A good example of that is five miles up the road from where I live is the Jewish hospital. And they've always been well regarded for their um, their advanced treatments and their innovative ways of solving healthcare problems. And right now, uh, a substantial portion of their business, more than half of their business, came from treating um, or providing treatments that weren't available five years ago. Hmm. And while the healthcare system tends to be very slow moving, the folks at the, the Jewish hospital, boy, they are not afraid to say, hmm here's an opportunity, let's make some money with it. And so they are just deep in the heart of innovation and doing extremely well. And so what did they do differently than the other hospitals? What made them stand out to you? Uh, What made them stand out is that they have a administrative staff that is willing to say yes, instead of saying no. Hmm. It's a culture of innovation versus a culture of administration. Yeah, and and the bureaucracy is usually what kills a lot of businesses. Of course, know. right? It's it's the it's the stasis that administration, mm-hmm. well meaningly, places upon the business in an attempt to create stability. Mm-hmm. But, but what you have to realize is that stability has a function, and that is to open yourselves up to innovation. Right. And one of the things that you're talking about, too, is, you know, especially in the healthcare industry and a lot of other industries, consolidation tends to make systems become stale. Yes. Because, you know, in order to order a widget, you have to go through the purchasing department of another company to have it delivered to you because you're now part of that company, as opposed to going on Amazon and just ordering it. Yes. You know, and that that's where I think that, you know, growing too big in this kind of economy can be an, a, a detriment as opposed to, you know, somebody who's agile and able to move. So what is, is there a final step in this, in solving all these problems? Well, there, I, I think that there is, and that is we have got to look for ways of decreasing semi-skilled or labor inputs. Mm. We have to look for, uh, to do as much automation as we possibly can. Self-service, customer self-service um, becomes very important. Uh, customer self-care. Um, so if they need some sort of, of, of customer after after sale care, as much of that automated as possible. And we're seeing sharper and sharper systems that allow that to happen mm-hmm. where you know you go online and they, and the system says, oh, I see you've tried this, this, and this. Well, let's try this. And so there's a certain level of memory and the AI is getting better and better and better. And I think that we're going to have a shortage of semi-skilled labor Mm -hmm. uh, that will not go away, I don't think, ever. 
And so we have to automate or roboticize as much as we possibly can at that semi-skilled level. Uh, Otherwise, we'll suffer these issues of restaurants not opening because they don't have enough labor. So here comes the toughest question of the day. Imagine yourself sitting here a year later. What do you think that people are going to say, wow, I didn't expect that? A absolute explosion of small, specialized businesses Mm -hmm. that are going to take the business away from large businesses who cannot be flexible. Mm -hmm. I see specialization. There's going to be a a plethora of, of specialization as money becomes available and as people say, screw this. I'm going to do what I want to do versus working for the big company. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I've seen a lot of people do that already. Let me add to that with my perspective on it. And based on everything you talked about, I think the most important thing this year is human to human relationships more so than ever before, because we've just came out of a period where that was given a premium. Yes. And I think the people that pay more attention to people as humans, as opposed to numbers, I think are going to be the ones who specialize in a way that is going to win over somebody. Yes. And so that's where I think both of those things converge. Awesome. I absolutely agree with you. We crave human attention because of the loss of it for the past thousand days. And so Perhaps one more piece of advice for 2023. Mm -hmm. Charge enough to be generous with your time. Absolutely. Well put, my friend. Well, Mark, it has been another amazing bacon podcast. (laughs) And I'm sure that people are going to want to get a hold of you now that they could find you. Yes. Like in one location, you're not a moving target. So if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, Call me. Send me a text message. My mobile phone is 719-440-0439. Uh, 719-440-0439. If you've got a blood spurting problem and you think that my perspective can help resolve that, let's have a conversation. Text me first. That way I know to answer the phone. Just say, I heard you on the Bacon Podcast. I'd love to have a few minutes of your time. We'll figure that out. Then let's connect on LinkedIn. Marks on LinkedIn.com, M A R K S on LinkedIn.com. Uh, tell me you heard me on the on the Bacon Podcast. I'll be glad to connect and add you to that. Well, man, you are a guy who walks the walk and talks the talk. You prognosticate and promote relationships, and you offer people a way to have it right there and then. So I I commend you, brother. Thank you. With that being said, Mark, it has been another great podcast. Thanks for coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. I so look forward to new adventures with Mark Smith in the upcoming year. So thanks, bro, for coming on. A pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Brian. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon.